the easiest way to differentiate yourself is to just like look at yourself and say, okay, what do I, you know, really enjoy or what would I want to be the biggest fan of? If I could make the ideal artist that I would be a big fan of, like, what would they do? What, how would they, you know, what's their show like? What's their music feel like? And then just go and be that. the child what's up guys hello thanks for having us yeah thanks for coming on you guys are down in la um i was actually just listening to your guys' songs i didn't mention this before we spoke it's such a feel good positive vibe that i've always listened to uh i think better not for quite a few years now but uh i didn't realize how good of a like a pre-warm-up for a podcast vibe it is it's just like (laughs) such a good happy song you know Thank you. Thank yeah, you. so I'm excited to have you guys on. Um, I know you guys have a very interesting story of how the two of you guys connected and how you guys met. So I'd love to get into that a little bit more. How'd you guys first connect? Yeah, we we first technically met at like a, a Maddian concert, um, and it was, but it was really just like we we both went with some mutual friends, and at some point, my friend Mason tapped me on the shoulder was like, Hey, this is my buddy Freddie. And I was like, Oh, what's up, man? I'm Ravi. He was like, Hey, and then Are that you was kind of friends. Uh, yeah. Okay. We were going gotcha. to the same high school or, or Freddie's a year younger. So he was about to go to the same high school. Um, and then I, I had entered a contest to play a music festival in Chicago called spring awakening. And you needed to like get a bunch of votes to, you know, make it to the, next stage or whatever and i got like all the kids at my school to vote for me and stuff and uh freddie hit me up on facebook and was like hey like i see you're you i was making like mashups and like djing at the time he's like i see you're doing this you know electronic music stuff and like i'm producing like check out some of these songs i've done like would love to connect with you and whatnot and was freddie also in the contest Hmm? you weren't in the contest no i wasn't okay I, I, i was just like I, I don't. I don't think I even knew that they were doing that contest, or I, I just didn't think to try out. And uh, after it was like towards the end of the contest, I saw that Robbie was like, like no, number one or number two, and I, and I just thought it was cool that someone else from uh, from the school was like interested in electronic music, uh, or at least like very interested, not not just like I listened to some of it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, like going for that. it basically. Yeah. So that was cool. And that's kind of how I, I found I, I had always been like in do like I'd made duos since I was in like fifth grade, you know, like I'd be like, I'd find some find some friend and be like, yeah, let's, let's be a DJ duo. Like I'll teach you to produce. And since you're like, in fifth grade, which that's like, yeah, what is that? Ten years old? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> I just like all, I knew I wanted to do it. And it's just like I, you know, it just took time to to find the right the right match of people and and the right, right team and the right name and just, you know, and then once we made Lewis the child, uh, I, I, I think I was like about to be a freshman when we made the project and, uh, University. then we worked, no, no, at, uh, at high school, in high school, when we started the project. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And, um, 
and so we worked through through high school um releasing a ton of music and um really focusing on like the internet and putting out songs and 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 blowing up songs on the internet and then and then that eventually led to like us playing Coachella and Lollapalooza and a few like major festivals um and we had you know, I think It's Strange was the first song that, that finally like blew us up to that level where we had like a big crowd at a festival and they were singing our songs. And but it was definitely crazy to be working throughout high school, you know, seeing that the like incremental increase of um, what we can do as like professional musicians. Um, and and it's, it's, it's been a really cool ride. Well, it's just such a unique journey to, I mean, just think about my high school experience and the high school experience that you guys had of before even high school, the fact that you knew that you wanted to do this since you were 10 years old and the fact that you guys met at the Median concert and now you guys, before a few years ago, you guys were like opening for him, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely, I I think that was our first, like our first, like, real like bus tour like traveling on a bus doing multiple shows and stuff and that was like just such a a crazy experience for us to be like riding on the bus with him and like hanging out with him every day and stuff and like like leaving high school to go hop on a bus yeah (laughs) i mean what what does that feel like to be able to go to a concert that you guys looked you guys looked up to him as like an inspiration i imagine because you guys vibed with his music and then to be able to be alongside him and play with him what, like a couple of years later? Yeah. yeah, it was very surreal. It was very like, like, wow, this, we, we, we made like this huge dream of ours, you know, happen where we're like friends with, with this guy who, who's our idol and, you know, he respects us and our music and like wants to help us. That's like the, the coolest thing you could ever ask for. So we like are always super grateful for, to, to Maddie and for that. And, always want to like pay it forward and and if anyone's like super inspired by us be be the person to like maybe throw them on like a opening slot give them like that first break and and you know kind of get to know people and you know whenever that makes sense you know it's but it's just so it was was amazing it was so cool i remember like staying up super late watching like back to the future with him and and like on the back of the bus and being like, this is crazy. Like, we're, we're just chilling. And like smoking weed, just chilling out. <laughs> so- wow, man. I mean, it's, you don't hear a lot of stories like this. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It went viral like on Instagram, I think a couple of years ago about Ed Sheeran. And there's two pictures of him, right? One on the left side is 2008 and it's him playing guitar. He's got this, he's got guitar case and there's like, pennies and little coins and small bills that he's collected just through playing on the streets, I guess, or in his hometown. And then you see him, I think like five or seven years later in 2015, and it's him in an arena, a backshop of him with like tens of thousands of people and just goes to show you like how much you can accomplish. It's very like a motivational meme, I guess you could say, but it's very similar to what you guys have accomplished. I mean, there's got to be something there where you guys have a picture of you guys with uh, Madion or Madion. Am I pronouncing that right? Madion, yeah. Madion of the Madian. of you guys and like Madion. Uh, <laughs> what, like 2015 or something like that? I don't know exactly what the year was. And then a couple of years later, you guys opening for him. I mean, it's 
it's uh it's a remarkable story of of just yeah. thinking about it it's crazy and you guys are in the trenches so you don't probably don't think about it as much but from an outside perspective you just don't hear that a lot you know yeah, yeah. I, I have a picture of me at um at a meet and greet with big gigantic uh from like north coast music festival in like 2014 or something um and we went on tour with them a couple years later and are like really really good friends with them now and stuff and and i'm pretty sure like a year or so ago i showed them i was like yeah this is like me as like a little festival kid like taking a picture with you guys like you know five years ago like and now we're all friends like this is crazy dude that you guys got to make an instagram post about that i mean it's uh (laughs) it's very inspiring for people to especially aspiring artists entrepreneurs to be able to see that can happen right it's uh it's quite remarkable um so you guys were from what i know were discovered connected through uh or i guess maybe like taken to the next level by simon cowell right uh, i wish that'd be cool <laughs> what, 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 am i reading he's the guy from, he's the guy from uh he's the, like the judge on uh America's Got Talent, right? American Idol. American. Okay, so there's something wrong with the Wikipedia then, because it was. You know what it said? This is. Let's just. Talk yeah, about so, this. Someone might have just thrown in. Yeah, like, someone's, someone's just, just throwing in shit. Stuff. Okay, so go to your Wikipedia right now, and it will say that a, a friend, like one of your guys's parents, are friends with Simon Cowell, right? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Do you guys see this? I'm going to look this up just so that I'm, I'm Is not it in the going. career slot? Wikipedia, Lewis the Child. Yeah, no, I don't, none of our parents know Simon Cowell. I mean, how crazy that's, is it? That's that so funny. Just, they were they created, created by right? Simon yeah. Cowell. Yeah. A longtime friend of the Kenneth family who was in very... Okay, I'm not going crazy. By right? Aldrin's DJ skills and dance ability. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. That's uh, Dude, that's got to be like one that, of our but friends that sounds like, like fucking with us we or used something. To, I mean, on sometimes we'll like just, we'll, you know, for an interview, we'll be like, let's just make some shit up for our story when they ask us what our story is. <laughs> and Rob one time basically said this, but not about Simon Cowell, but he said this about. Um, oh, I, I I told someone in an interview that that George Clooney came up with our name. Yeah. And that George Clooney created it. So we told we did say that, but not about Simon Cowell. That's just, that's so funny. Oh, man. I, I think had a it, whole it, section. It has to do with that. Our interview where we told them that like George Clooney created Lewis the Child and he was like a family friend and was over in Chicago for for like the in- inauguration of Oh we we went deep <laughs> on that one. Oh my god. Is that like oh an interview god. that's public right now? I I don't remember which one it is. It, or it, I don't know if they even published that part of, of the interview. I, th- I think might have been like I don't know about this. I'm going to keep this one on. Yeah. yeah he he knew though like the actual origin to the name cuz or after I like told that whole story, he was like, "Oh, I thought it came from a <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia random article." But I was like, "Oh no, 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 no that's no. A, that's a farce." Like, that's <laughs> he was like, "Are you sure it wasn't?" <laughs> but then again, like if he already knew, like why would he ask us? Right? <laughs> oh my god! Now I can't trust Wikipedia anymore, guys. I don't know what yeah. to believe anymore. Right? Fake Damn. news. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's a different that it's level. There. <laughs> I kind of like that. Well, do you guys talk Simon about how you came create, up with? I don't know. Was the child? I mean, Simon Cowell created that. <laughs> Uh, sorry, what'd you say? I was gonna say, uh, do you guys have like a, a, a story of like how you guys created, came up with the name Lewis the Child? Yeah, we we just uh, we hit the random article button on Wikipedia a bunch of times, 
and then it takes you a bunch of random articles and then we were like skip 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 and then a lot of them sucked and then we like made a list of some good ones and then once lewis the child came up we were like this one sounds pretty cool let's like say it out loud a few times and like we said like lewis the child remix and then we like pretended we were on a microphone at a show and we were like we are Lewis the Child. And we're like that, that feels pretty cool. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty boss. Well, it's like we a thought French it was funny king, though right? because we were like, "We are Lewis the Child." That's so funny. We are this one Lewis the Child. We we are we are the one child, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how these names come about. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so you guys have been creating music together for for quite a while. Obviously, it seems like you guys have an amazing vibe together. Do you guys always, are you guys always traveling together and living together? Like if you guys wanted to go live in Atlanta, let's say, would the other person have to come and follow basically? And do you guys live together as well? That hasn't happened yet. So I don't even know what what would happen if one of us wanted to go to Atlanta. Um, but we don't, we don't live together currently, but we're, we pretty much spend almost every single day together. So it's, it's kind of like we live together and, you know, we, we travel everywhere for tour and stuff. So like, yeah, uh, I'm with Freddie for like a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, honestly, I'm it's just like we have such a good, like, chill, easygoing relationship, and, and joke around so much and stuff that it's like, you know, it's it's pretty easy to to spend that much time with with Fred. You sure. Know? I'm pretty open minded and like just easygoing with the flow, like letting everyone like give their ideas and like not i'm not like none of us are like knock foot down your ideas suck or like anything like i I can imagine some artists being kind of like that or something but and that could definitely if someone were like that on the team i would that would get in my like it would just kind of like be a clog in the system so i feel like it's everything is clog free and (laughs) no uh fluid the fluid fluid is moving sure yeah i mean i feel like sometimes that can create some of the best art i mean i i look at certain art artists or episodes or like business ideas that people have come up with and a lot of them are just like these spontaneous things that came about because you just allowed yourself to freestyle for a little bit and come up with these ideas i imagine it's the same for you guys right yeah totally 100 percent. yeah you You just gotta you gotta just you set yourself up for you know, the highest chance of something magical happening, you know, you can't force anything, but you can set yourself up and, you know, create an environment where, you know, that magic is easier to, to come up, like to, to discover. Sure. Sure. Well, do you guys have like a process now of how to come up with ideas and how to come up with a process of being able to come up with these new songs and new artistry and new music video ideas i mean it's just a constant whirlwind of new things that you guys need to be producing on a systematic basis so how do you guys how have you guys structured your lifestyle or process to to be able to do that together especially not just with one person yeah i mean we're always practicing on on every one of our skills that is necessary to create songs from scratch or to produce music um, I feel like there's so many like mini skills and attributes inside of producing music and uh, like writing, <clears throat> writing songs too. like w- we do a lot more than most artists, I would say, like in that we're producing, mixing, like, you know, singing, writing, 
playing instruments, performing live. Like a lot of artists are either just like the voice on the track or maybe the producer or they're, you know, not playing the instruments, but they're the producer who's putting it all into the box. But we're like trying to do like everything under the sun. So it's, it's, um, <clears throat> there's certain, certain, you know, skills that we're always probably going to, or maybe not always, but we're just like ahead of ourselves on other skills where like production, we could, we could like get a top line and create a song in a day, you know? And that's like a different process. I feel like than like writing a song from scratch and coming up with this, like, you know, what's this about? What story are we telling? What, you know, like, how does this fit into like a larger bod, like a, you know, album or something? Does it fit into an album? Is sure. this a standalone thing? But like all these decisions for like, all right, what are we focusing on, focusing on now? Like project wise, is it these songs? Is it, you know, productions? And then once we like decide on what we're doing, if it's, like again, if it's like this uh, more dancey electronic stuff, or like, are we trying to combine that with like another, you know, singing style or whatever? Um, but yeah, definitely also just always practicing like piano, reading, writing, you know, uh, drums, like producing, um, and listening to a lot of new stuff. To, always like trying to keep our ear to the ground. To um, listening to like. His, music from history and keeping up with what's going on right now but um <clears throat> i feel like when it comes to like actually starting an idea or start creating a full song not just producing around a top line um it's it's always like been the most like freeing for me to just journal first before i even think about trying to make everything sound like good and rhyme and and uh you know the rhythms of each line perfect um getting my like thoughts out on like just overall where i am today and kind of just like with stream of consciousness stream of consciousness kind of vibe and um if i get if i get that out then i just feel more like oh aware of what what i'm feeling like in in language terms and not just in feeling terms and then i can like pull from that and then feel like oh this this thought that i just wrote down feels like that thought could like make a whole song so i like take that and then like expand on it and try to write about that and <clears throat> then once you have that like a like the idea behind what you the song you want then you can write the music with that kind of like feeling or you know like okay i want this to feel like a little bit anxious and but still happy you know <laughs> or something yeah. like a, so then you can use the message to kind of to direct the, the music and then then uh produce around the music producing for us is so easy like you add you add, you know we you add one element and you add on top of it something that also works musically like within the keys or the key slash chord progression and um you know and we just have a good understanding of all the elements of production so that just like flows super usually super well and, and just we have a fun time with that um but then when it comes to like writing, that's like a whole new category for us or a new attribute and something that we've been working on since like from here, like for years, but like just have spent more time at, at the production and, and collaborating as a producer and, and as producers. But so just, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a constant, you know, just working to get better at, at each one of these little attributes to uh, 
so that because like I said, we just want to be able to do everything ourselves and from, you know, from day one to the last day of sure. the creation of something. And, um, and we, at least we just want the freedom to be able to do that. We don't right. want to only like work on, you know, let's trap ourselves in the studio and, and like not hang out with anyone, but like, we want to be able to like, we don't need anyone else to like create, you know, a full song. And so far, like, like I'm saying, like our production, I feel like we can crush that, like, you know, no, a hundred percent. But like, I'm just excited that we've had so much time to like focus on writing and reading and, and all these things that are building our other skills besides production these days. Yeah. And what, what exactly are you journaling about when you're going through the process of trying to convert that feeling you have into, I guess, like text and language? Are you just going through what you're feeling and you're just kind of being present with how you are feeling dated, like a, in a moment basis and you're just writing these things down and kind of putting your thoughts into words? Or are you coming up with actual song lyrics at that time and just kind of writing it down on paper what's kind of the mythology there for you guys when i'm journaling i'll just like write how i'm feeling and and just like or what i need to be doing or what um what I, you know a, a kind of what's the word like just kind of making judgments on on myself and like self-critiquing on like what have i not focused enough on what am, what do i need more of what if, and then also like also just how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling that and, and maybe how the world's making me feel or how, like, you know, how I feel about my relationships or just like whatever I'm feeling in the moment, I'll try to get it out. And, and then I can come back to it if I, if I want to, but then it's not just like something invisible in my head anymore, you know? Sure. But um, now this decision you guys made to, want to do everything yourself it's, it's an interesting approach because as you mentioned there's a lot of artists art, a lot of artists don't even write their own songs right they've got these ghostwriters i we i interviewed um uh the galantis and those guys spent their entire careers before they became the big name of writing songs for Katy perry madonna and a lot of these like hit artists and i know that to this day a lot of artists don't write their own songs but you guys seem to want to do everything from the producing side to the writing side to the beats, the uh, pretty much like the whole aspect of things. So when you guys are looking at how to allocate your time and kind of figuring out, because there's, there's, there's this whole analysis of like focus on your strengths and kind of delegate some of the weaknesses that you guys have. But it seems like you guys are trying to improve your weaknesses uh, at the same time. So what's your guys's approach with that? Is it to differentiate kind of your talent or do you guys have some sort of approach with that? Um, we kind of both work, you know, the same way we'll pass it off back and forth and not kind of not have any, yeah. You know, I mean, there's definitely areas where like, Rob still spends most of his time thinking about that. And I spend most of my time, you know, or more Rob or Rob is focused of a higher percentage of one thing. And I'm focused on a higher percentage of another, you know, right. like, like live shows versus like production. Um, but, you know, but, but we both are working on a skill, like every single, like 
I'll, I'll go back and say like, um, like you were talking about how like a lot of people will focus on their strengths and kind of just let other people do with their weaknesses. And, and this like break time has been perfect to like, for, to focus on every single one of those weaknesses, at least for me, because I, I, we haven't really been like talking to each other about like, yo, how are you doing on building your strengths and weaknesses? <laughs> you guys don't have but a I weekly think, meeting about that? <laughs> <laughs> but but I've definitely been focusing on all of the, all of the skills that come go into writing a song that like that I need to be better at, you know, like, um, and then, and I think that, I think that's kind of like a overall overarching kind of theme with our, uh, like company, I guess with Lewis, the child and everyone that works for it is that we're all kind of like pushing ourselves and, and trying, trying to work hard to like grow and be better than we were yesterday. And, sure. uh, I, th- I definitely think like spending time on your weaknesses is a good I- a good idea. It's like a little bit stressful and it might put you in like make you feel bad for a few days, but like you start to starts to be a ramp that that um, it gets more exciting after like you know you're like hey, I am not I'm not too shit at this. <laughs> I right, can do it. Right. And I feel like if if the if the weakness is something that will help contribute to the overall strength. You know, if your overall strength is like, I'm a great, you know, I'm great at making music. That's my strength is making music, you know, and within that is, you know, producing and songwriting and stuff. And if you're like, all right, where to have like, you know, the production I'm really great at. And if I work on my weakness of songwriting, that'll contribute to me also being able to produce better music because I'll have a better understanding of how songs work and function. Sure. And that'll contribute to my ability to make music better, you know, versus just being like, word, I'm going to only focus on making my production even sicker, you know, sometimes venturing out to something a little bit outside of what your main strength is helps your strength in, in new ways, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it sounds like it's like that complementary skill set that helps. Like if you develop this skill, it's going to help develop the other aspects of what you guys are trying to accomplish. Cause I think that saying comes from mostly a lot of like business people where I think the analogy that they're using is if you are really good at marketing or branding or selling, don't focus on customer support or improving other skills that you can outsource. Cause that's delegating is a much bigger process within business building but when I look at guys like uh, Casey Neistat, the the vlogger, and he talks about the fact that like people always ask him, like, why don't you just outsource your editing when you're doing your vlogs? And he said it doesn't work that way because it's just no one can really replicate kind of the editing vibe that he wants. And it helps him improve when he films because he knows that he has to edit a certain way as well. And it seems like that's kind of the, the idea of what you guys are trying to go for as well. Totally. And and I feel like also, especially in like a, a creative field, you know, it's 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 tough for someone else to kind of replicate, you know, your creativity, you know, and your vision and ideas. I, I feel like, you know, if it's just outsourcing, you know, someone who can do something just exactly how it's supposed to be done and it doesn't like you don't need the, the super creative side of things like mm-hmm easier to outsource stuff but but also you know it it totally works for some people you know relying on others to write their songs or to feed them ideas and that's like 
that's totally cool. You know, if that's, that's how some people like to operate, sure. you know? Yeah. Have you guys yeah. heard of, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll, I'll say like the 10,000 hours thing is like super has been like super important in my life. Like I've definitely spent that 10,000 and more producing in, in front of the computer, like perfecting music. And, um, but I, <clears throat> I probably spent two, thousand hours three thousand hours like right sitting down in it with a with a journal writing like wow. you know so like just how many every journals day do you trying own? to add what's up how many journals do you own uh like four or five one of them's for like writing notes from books that i read and like kind of like more of like a note journal one of them's uh writing songs one of them's like just thoughts but uh but and i'm trying to i'm trying to like just blast through them like if i can have like like 20 notebooks completely full of thoughts like you can't tell me i won't be like further ahead in you know in what i'm trying to do like inside of my own head you know um but but yeah it's just like it's it's a balance of like so only having so many hours in a day you know like um there's like all these areas of you know i want i can't like practice piano drums guitar voice and also journal and also like work on a production for it like for work and also like do like the four other things i want to do in a day you know so it's kind of tough like all right so i'm gonna only get two two or three days to actually be able to do this certain thing and but I'm gonna spend every day focusing on this. Like I th- I've been spending every day focusing on piano and voice practice because I feel like that's like the most important right now to build up. Like um, why is that? for like next, what's that? Well, why do you think piano and uh, and, and, and oh, voice just because just because um, like practicing melody and chords and and um, and just getting my my voice uh, pitch control to be really nice. Uh, I feel like is really it would it would just put set me up at a higher level and also make my ideas better and every day that i do it i notice the ideas that i put into ableton or like i'm that i'm creating get like a little bit better or i just have ideas faster like oh i know know what to do now like whereas the you know it felt less like that the the less that you actually have all the melodies and and like chords in your head from like practicing in the morning at night and sure yeah have you guys yeah. heard of um, skill stacking? It's like a framework that was popularized by uh, the creative Dilbert, Scott Adams. No. Uh, yeah, so skill stacking, the way, the way he framed it, and he kind of reverse engineered how Dilbert's, like the comic, would become successful. And the idea of skill stacking is like there's two ways to become really successful or have some sort of a competitive advantage versus the other people in your industry which is you can become number one. You've got LeBron James, the top basketball player. You've got Warren Buffett, the top you know investor. And you can become really like the top 0.1% of that skill. Or you could become the top 5% or 10% in multiple skills, let's say two to three skills. And you kind of stack one on top of the other so that those combination of skills and experiences that you bring, no one else can match that. And for him, it was this ability. He wasn't the best drawer, uh, but he, he wasn't the funniest person. And he also wasn't the best business person. But this combination of skills, not a lot of people had. And it led him to, to create Dilbert. 
And I think it validates that's with like a lot of what you guys are trying to do. Skill, skill stacking for sure. I watch, uh, I don't know if you know Impact Theory, but uh, Tom Daly, I, I watch he was on the podcast. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's awesome. And he, he's a guy who's really uh, like focused on like building your skills and, uh, and how that can help like your life. I, I definitely watch a lot of like Joe Rogan and Impact Theory and whatever on whatever I can on YouTube to like see what people are thinking in, in the world and try to just not not only know my own thoughts, but like like get, you know, Jordan Peterson too and like just smart Absolutely. smart people because they're out there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys know Tom? Uh, we haven't I haven't met him yet, but uh, but I love his show. Yeah, he's in LA actually. Um, maybe I can put up an intro. Sweet, awesome. He's he's awesome. I, I love the, like all the people that he brings through and and the kind of like conversations he has with them are really inspiring and for sure. Um, yeah, I mean it's great that you guys are looking. Like I find creativity to be when you can look into outside of your industry and try to borrow what those people are doing and try to bring it into your industry. It's like one of the easiest hacks that you can implement to kind of elevate the, the like a new aspect of the things that you're doing because people are always doing something different just like a matter of putting it into your own field right yeah right. Yeah. yeah um well how do you guys look at as you guys are kind of evolving and developing these skill sets how do you guys look at like differentiation and, and trying to i guess stand out amongst the other djs or anything like that or do you guys you guys not really focus on that and just kind of focus on your own craft how do you guys approach that i feel like oh go ahead yeah uh you you start oh i feel like definitely you know the easiest way to be you know unique is like corny as this sounds and uh, you know straightforward is just like just to really just be yourself and like lean into whatever you think is cool and whatever like you really fuck with you know Mm. like I feel like that's just like the easiest way to just to be like, okay, well, like, you know, I enjoy film photography. So like, let's make that a part of, you know, the brand. I, you know, I enjoy this or that. I enjoy this style of music. So let's, you know, reach out to these types of people and stuff. And I feel like that's like the easiest way to differentiate yourself is to just like, be like look at yourself and say, okay, what do I, you know, really enjoy or what would I want to be the biggest fan of, you know, if, if I could make the ideal artist that I would be a big fan of, like, what would they do? What, how would they, you know, what's their show? Like, what's their music feel like? And then just go and be that, you know, sure. like I'm always trying to like do whatever I can to make the fan inside of me, like the happiest and like, you know, think about what I would pay attention to at a concert or what I would pay attention to with an artist social media or, or their music or, or whatever and and go okay well like you know how do i make that experience the dopest you know for the fan inside of me right right and the idea is that like someone there's you're gonna have some community of people that can resonate that would resonate with that right yeah yeah for sure and uh definitely i don't think i don't think we've ever really made anything that's super like um, just like, I don't know, we're, we're always trying to make something that, that isn't like anything we've heard before, but has, that pulls from, from it, the things that we like from, from all across different genres and, and songs. And, um, 
and you know there's so much music coming out and it, it is like a saturated market but uh but you know we just we do what we do and we we make sure that we love the song that we're about to put out and that it's exciting to us and like you know that's the best you can do and uh and you know i'm we, we definitely don't like think too much about like oh is this you know how how is is this like making us like different or is it you know like we're trying to just do we love this piece of art do we do we want stand behind it is this us and i think if it's like personal to you then then people can feel that like personal connection that you have with it and it makes it almost feel personal to them too you know yeah yeah and i guess at the end of the day it's just like being consistent of putting out music being persistent it's really about just relevance. yeah putting if if you can be putting out something like once or every two months you know um that's that's definitely like the the best for an artist's growth especially like early on in a career like just releasing constantly is like so important sure sure do you guys find that as you guys evolve you're putting out more frequent work or is there some sort of pressure now that you guys have built up some sort of a brand reputation and a massive audience that you want the next one to be better does that put some sort of pressure to take a little bit more time to really craft and to test the music so that when it does come out it can resonate as much as possible uh i think we're we're just like let's just put out of like as much music as possible you know like not get stressed about like how is this going to be received like you know or or like is this you know because we just finished our album here for now and and we're about to be putting out another basically another album like another 35 minutes of of music uh next week and um so we're just trying to keep it like full full steam ahead um i will say the the process of putting out the music takes longer now though that we're like i feel like when we when we were just putting stuff out on like SoundCloud and stuff, we, you know, we'd finish it and, you know, we could literally be like, Hey, let's, let's put this out next week and like upload or let's put this out tomorrow and tell, tell everyone right now, like new song tomorrow and just upload it and go. And nowadays it's like, you know, we're signed to a label and they got to like, you know, submit it into like Spotify and Apple and pitch it to playlisters and, marketing plans and like all that stuff and so the process is like a lot slower i i'd say or there's there's just way more things we got to do in the process versus like when we could just kind of like hit upload and like you know email a bunch of blogs and tell them that we put out a song and and tell our fans and friends and stuff yeah do do you guys miss those days like where you could just kind of be a little bit more free and does, does that limit your creativity at all now that there is some sort of barrier there no, not really. We're still just creating nonstop, but it it just limits. Uh, I feel like it's just like when we make something like, and it's super exciting one night. Like it's like that's like when you want to put it out. You know, like, that's the <laughs> no, best for time. Sure. Like if I'm excited, so excited about this right now. <laughs> people would be excited about this right now, and then you <laughs> even a month later, it might be like. <laughs> <laughs> That, that moment's gone <laughs> yeah I, I feel like, like oh like, shit i can make something day, better <laughs> yeah back, back in the day i feel like the when we put out songs we were still in that state of like being really stoked on it and like mm. you know that being what we like loved in the moment versus today nowadays it's like you know the album came out and we were already like months and months ahead of, of where it Amazing. was so by the yeah. time it came out it was almost like 
it's like a weird feeling. You're like, oh, yeah. like so, oh yeah, no one, no one else has heard this yet. Like, mm. you know, we're already thinking about, you know, the next project or, or we're already like four or five songs ahead of this, but oh, you know, true. like you, you, you reach a point where you're, you're, I don't know, there's like a small window where you're like really excited about something and then you start making new stuff and you're really excited about the new stuff. And then sure. the stuff that you are already kind of like over, you know, comes out and you're like, Oh yeah, wait, everyone, the rest of the world is excited about this stuff mm. now, but we're excited about what's going to come out in like four months. That's so true. Yeah. But you're like, you're you like guys. living in a different time. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are creators, right? So you guys are always getting excited about the creation process. I imagine it, particularly for growth mindset guys like yours, where you guys are learning new skills. I imagine three months ago, you guys could probably look back and say, oh man, we could probably do something better. We, I learned this new skill. I practiced my piano skills and I think I could do this a little better. It, it's kind of interesting. I was, I was talking to this uh, with a friend of mine about where songs and creating albums, it's a unique thing because unlike books or products or software or apps or something where you can, oftentimes there's like version two of books. Yeah. Right, so you've got like a, a a modified version of a book because some information has been updated and it becomes a little bit more refreshing. It's not the same with songs. You you kind of have to just put it out there. But I I've always wondered why there's no version two or version one or version three or fifteen of songs that you guys have made maybe three years ago, and you can say, look, I can keep the same rhythm and the vibe. Like the 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 soul of the vibe is there, but we've learned all of these dope skills that we can now make it into like a 2.0 or 4.0 version. And I never understood why people don't do that. Uh, Cause I feel I like sort of started doing it with, uh, with the life of Pablo. Like he was like kind of updating songs, but I, but I think that was cause stuff wasn't finished. But uh, like, that's the only thing that close to like that, that I can think of or yeah. remixing. You could like put out a remix of your own song, like yeah. a little bit later. Sure. But that would be, yeah, that is kind of interesting that that's not like a part of, of music, you know, Yeah, like updating things. Yeah, because I imagine you guys can look back at your original songs and there's like the, the principle and the thesis is there. Like it's a really good foundation, but with the skills you guys have now or even two years later, it, it could become a much better resonating song. You just kind of renew that and bring mm -hmm. it to life almost, right? Yeah. yeah. We do, uh, we, we remix a lot of our stuff for our live shows, like where we'll, we make ver like new versions of older songs and like to, to bring a new twist to them or to make them a little more like kind of, kind of friendly for a live show and like energetic, you know, some, some songs are, are you know, can be kind of chill and you, you want that energy at an electronic show. So we, we, we like to do that a lot with, with our music, like change it up so that people come to a show and it's not just what you can hear on like, you know, Spotify or Apple music or something. Yeah. I feel like you guys would have like some of the coolest fans because of how like music, you're just going to, you're attracted to the type of music of the personality that you are. And you guys have such a feel good vibe. That I feel like unbelievable. Like, yeah. we get, we get told some of the craziest, like, amazing stories about our fans just being sweethearts and like and and being, experience those stories ourselves yeah meeting people and what's but one like just but i just mean like i just mean like when when we're at shows uh or after shows and we're talking to like 
family or people who are with us, they'll always be like, the fans were so nice. They were just like hugging and like smiling and laughing and dancing the whole time. There was no fights. And there's always or like or like someone will be the person who works there will be like, that's the nicest crowd we've ever had at this at this <laughs> venue. And I'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's <amazing. laughs> and that's definitely like shaped our uh, like our fans and the way they are and how nice and happy and loving they are like has shaped like what we want to create like the kind of shows and and feelings you want to create in the world for sure like they have made us want to dig into that and be like this is the focus of these live shows is this feeling and this like good night we can create for everyone where everyone's like happy for a moment and then they go back to stressful lives you know <laughs> like yeah. we get this night where everyone's just happy and dancing so I, I, we've always felt blessed to like be a part of the i mean just a, a celebratory part of life you know like we're not working at a hospital where everything's sad you know it's like so i'm so thankful for that you know festivals are like the coolest thing like i love being at festivals as like a festival goer you know like but mm -hmm. to be to be paid to be there and like and and to enjoy it like and to just see so many people and like it, i just think the, the coolest thing is that it is music is a time where everyone comes together to be together and celebrate like being alive and like sing songs and you know like it's absurd. It's like one of the coolest things ever. Like could be if I were like an alien and, and like we they had no sort of music or festivals and they came here and saw everyone <sighs> oh, I freak out. I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> I mean it's it's yeah. crazy how much like power you guys have when you guys are up there in festivals and just literally being able to command a group of thousands of people in the audience. I mean, I can't even imagine a comparable adrenaline rush to the kind of feeling you guys must have when you're up there and thousands of people are you're screaming your, there are uh, your like group name shows where it's where it's unbelievable and it's just like overflowing energy like just spraying out my head you know mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, like it's insane anytime lala or like outside lands or coachella or a lot of these like big like um multi-genre festivals will have like some really amazing crowds and just oh i just oh but like the best crowd i've ever seen i gotta say in uh I forget i think it was like it was south america we saw dj snake at Lollapalooza, and uh the crowd was just it was huge and everyone it just looked like like it was a storm and it looked like like the ocean waves during a storm like oh where it's <laughs> the people just jumping these huge Dude. waves of like people jumping and like their arms and like that's but like this, the energy was more than I had ever seen. And honestly, one of the wildest things about those like South America um, Lollapaloozas was that one of them, there were no alcohol. It was completely dry. And one of them was two beers allowed only all day. Wow. And those were some of the most like um, focused, energetic about the music, like, you know, dancey crowds i've i've seen in years i think the the festival the chile one was the dry festival and that was i think one of the craziest crowds i've ever seen huh. at a lewis a child show and then when I, I went out in the crowd that night uh the, the south american Lollapaloozas. it's like kind of the same lineup everywhere and you kind of travel with the same people so it was like every day you know dj snake was headlining our you know stage and nightmare was there and weetham was there and stuff and I remember being like, oh, let's go and see Snake tonight because like this crowd that we just played to is going to be nuts. <laughs> and I was in the crowd and I was like, it's, if it's a dry festival with alcohol, like maybe every, maybe all these kids are like on drugs or something. 
And I was in the crowd and I was like, no, they're all like stone cold sober and like just loving every moment of this. Like, this is so sick. Like they just have this crazy energy and like love for, for whatever's going on, you know, maybe it, maybe it's cause they don't get as many festivals down there as, as we get in the States and, and they're just like stoked to have something, you know, that was I think like, it's the no. people, man. I, I think it's the culture. I lived in South America for about two mm-hmm. years, uh, about four years ago. I lived in Argentina for a bit, Colombia, nice. uh, Peru for a bit. And have you guys played in those countries or cities? I think Argentina, oh, yeah, Argentina we have. And then I think we were supposed to do like a Lollapalooza in Colombia, but it got canceled. Because I think COVID. it was Colombia. Uh, no, it was, it was back when I think Ebola was like, happening was it like I, like someone was like it Colombia? Rihanna dropped out yeah and then it, i feel like it might have been Colombia. I, I, yeah. I forget <laughs> yeah man i mean th- those people are so energetic just happy people it's not drugs I, i'm for sure it's not drugs it's just who they are and, and the yeah. type of people you guys Eric are just not buying it through drugs we're not, yeah. <laughs> we're not <buying> it. <laughs> yeah. there's no drug limit in america that's for sure <laughs> But yeah, it it must be uh it must be quite the adrenaline rush. And, and the thing that I find common when I speak with DJs is because of the rush and the adrenaline you guys get just from your, your daily lives of going on tours and seeing all these audience members is that partying is not like a huge thing. Like you guys, you guys, a lot of DJs don't need to go on these like crazy party benders just because it's part of your career, right? It's just, you guys have to be somewhat. Some, some of them certainly, certainly do. But uh, I know us and a lot of the people we are like, really close with, like we kind of focus on, focus on the music and the show and uh, have a little bit of fun, you know, but don't, it's not like about the party for sure. And a lot yeah. of times the schedule is so like weird, you know, you're playing in three different cities uh, in three consecutive days and stuff. It's like, you can't, you can't part. You can't party all three nights and and then wake up two hours later to fly somewhere else and expect to still put on a good show. You know, yeah. the next night, yeah. like it's just impossible. You got to prioritize. You know, making it to the next place in in one piece and and putting on a great show for the next crowd. You know, over just like partying yeah, and and if night. you just and if you just make it a habit of just like partying after after every single show, like you're you're just gonna you're burn setting out. yourself up mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have like a, I'm sure you guys get asked this a lot, but do you guys have some sort of like a pre-show ritual to get your mind ready and focused? We we both meditate um, and like to like get into the moment. Um, I definitely do a lot, a lot of like just like breathing and meditation before we go, go on stage. And sometimes I'll just, I'll be like so tired uh, just cause like I'm saving up my energy, like to like go as hard as I can on stage. Sure. So sometimes I'll just be like, just like basically sleeping before the show. <laughs> <laughs> if someone will wake up, give me a, give me a coffee or like a tea and I'll be like, all right, get ready. And yeah. Yeah. Get up and, and hear people then then just turn on. Do you use an app for uh, meditation? Rob stretches every time you'll see him like, and he's lanky. He'll be lying yeah. on the floor and like, <laughs> up my, the whole my room. leg up. Like I, it's very, it's the very blood flowing. To, see, to see my leg, like sticking out of a door <laughs> just in the middle of a hall and my door. other leg, like up on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. Dude, man. It feels good to be like, cool. I'm limber. I'm like, <laughs> and, and like stretching, I feel like it like kind of wakes you up a little. 
I don't know. Anytime that I stretch, I feel a little more awake and alive. Yeah. Yeah. It gets the blood flowing, right? So it gets your uh, oxygen levels up into your, into your brain, I guess. But yeah, it's cool. I mean, one of the things that I love about you guys is I was just looking at your Instagram story, uh, Instagram post is just like this ability for you guys to continuously improve and also share that, right? A lot of DJs, they just kind of focus on pictures of the concerts and, and what, you know, what they're up to in terms of their DJ life. But it seems like you guys have this continuous motion of wanting to learn and read books and improve your mindset as well. And, and to be able to share that with people, what, what are some of the things that you guys have been reading or what, what are some of the things that you guys are trying to improve on recently? Uh, I've been, I've been reading a few, uh, I mean, a lot of books, um, but I, I, one of them, I'm trying to, one of them is about self-esteem. I can pull up some of the books, um, yeah, but I'm really interested. I'm really interested in like Buddhism, neuroscience, um, like habits, like atomic habits is a great book. Um, great book. yeah, like, I read that one over, like, over, or at the start of the quarantine. Yeah, that one. Yeah. There's a, a great book. It's a great book on self-esteem and kind of like gave me a better picture of like what self-esteem really is and like you know there's so many words that like we all kind we know what they mean but we don't have like a deep understanding of what they mean for us you know and like sure. like what is self-esteem for you like what it, you know people are just like is is I'm confident right it means you're ha- happy right <laughs> yeah but, yeah people but, do not answer that. Yeah, dive, diving into things like that, and and I've been uh, reading uh, a brief history of shortly everything. Will Durant. It's uh yeah, I'm really interested in just like you know so the truth, like like actual like kind of like depictions or, or stories of what the universe, you know, how how things went down, what you know, like, and also like human brains, like, uh, I'll, I'm grab like a few books just to show you. <laughs> yeah, please things. do. Please do. A book yes. I've been reading lately. That's been really interesting is, uh, it's a book called cast cast with cast. an E at the end, okay. all about just, you know, the cast system that's in place in the United States and kind of the history of it. It's been really, I'm like just learning so many things about, you know, the history of, of the states and, and the racism here and stuff. A lot of things that I didn't know, like mm-hmm. stuff that they kind of maybe don't go too into detail on when you when you, you know, do a, a civil rights unit in school or something. Oh, That's sure. been really interesting to read. Like I also a read a book. book. Yeah. I also yeah. read a book recently called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by mm-hmm. Joe Dispenza, which is really cool just about, you know, kind of unlearning bad things about yourself and, and how to really unlock all the things that you want to be and the, and the, you know, things you want to improve on. Um, I feel like it's, it's so important no matter where you're at in life, you know, someone looks at, at where we're at on the surface and says, you, you know, you guys have, you know, you play these big shows, you have a bunch of fans and stuff like you're really successful. Like, you know, great. You got it. You did it. And it's like, no man, no. like I'm, you know, I'm still trying to get better. I'm still trying to take it to the next level and the next level and the next level. And and if I just look at what I have and say like, yeah, well, that's, that's good. That's it. That's where I'm going to stay. Mm. You know, mm. what, what are some of those things that you were trying to, uh, I guess, break the habit of for, for yourself personally, Robbie? 
Is it like limiting beliefs? Is it like, yeah, I think think a lot of like just wanting to be even more confident in myself and more confident in my ability to achieve certain things. And, you know, I think that that was definitely the, the biggest thing was just like regaining some of the confidence that maybe I had before, you know, some of the success came to us or, you know, some, some of the confidence that I had even just like growing up and like, you know, in school and, you know, see a lot of it's also just like, you know, he says in the book, um, like, if you don't tell yourself who you are, the rest of the world will tell you who you are, mm. you know? So being able to like, look at myself and be like, you know what? Like you are the fucking shit. Like you are capable of this. You are great at this. You are great at that. You are great at that. You're getting better at this. Like you are going to do this. You are going to accomplish that. Let's go do it. Like make it happen. You know, what what do you think? It's really hard to like write when you're like not confident, when you don't feel good, when you feel like quite when you're questioning yourself, when you're like have any inch or any like a little bit of like negative feeling towards yourself, it's really hard to create something really good, you know? And yeah, like something I've been learning is like, like just trying to like find a, find a way around that. Like if you're feeling that, like ignite some sort of fire inside of yourself that like, just like is a flame that just engulfs that, you know? And now you're, now you're like, you're just activated and you're like, no, I can do it, whatever I want to do. Like, but what do I, what do I need to do right now? You know? And like, sure. you know, uh, but, but definitely I, I know for a fact that any negative feeling gets in the way of your writing and, and your like ability, you know, like I know for, for like everyone I know that's, that's true. And, you know, so if you can find a way to like ignite something that, that just turn, activates you and, Put, like puts that aside and like maybe you can still feel it but like if, if it's just not you know if you've if you've moved past it with some other feeling of like you just like sure. with with uh with meditation and like guided meditation i've kind of learned a lot that like there's a lot of power to like suggestion and um and like uh like suggestion is like another kind of term for like what um what hypnotherapists do once they get you into like a deep deep state they can they can like convince you of things or like if you already want it and you know if you already want something they can convince you you know even further or like make you make you feel deeper but or or like just a guided meditation where they're like saying like and now breathe and relax and focus on your breath as it enters your nose and feel feel it in your chest like certain things like I've like realized like, Oh, I can like, like give myself a guided meditation to like achieve like feelings that I need, you know, like, sure. Sure. uh, Yeah. It's kind of, it's just kind of amazing what, what you can do with your mind if you do give it some direction and if you're not just kind of letting the environment give you direction. Yeah. And every day I'm learning as well. We, we just had a guest on yesterday, Dr. Emily Anhalt, and she's a clinical, like a PhD, a clinical um, psychologist. And we were talking about like hypnotherapy and talking about uh, psychodermatology and just like the sh- craziest shit you can psychodermatology. do. Psychodermatology? <laughs> psychodermatology. I didn't know this word either. So basically it's like dermatology, like your skin, but it's using your mind like psycho to control 
certain things about yourself. So there's a couple of things that she was talking about that's real life cases that you can look up, which is through hypnotherapy, what you can do is you can get someone into the state of mind of just being hypnotized and you can try to get them to visualize the fact that they're at the beach or that they have this scorching sun like flaming through their skin and that they feel like they're they're getting the vitamin Ds and the, the UV ray lights and all these things. What happens is that she will actually get tanner just through the mind that she has. What? Same with acne. Man, I've heard, I've heard a lot of a lot of like things like about just like the mind has so much more power than we give it credit, and like healing power if if it was just activated in the right way. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, I'm not it, a big like voodoo kind of person, so I'm generally right. like the skeptic. So for me to hear that from like a clinical psychologist is uh is a pretty big deal. It's it's crazy. Same with acne. Like you can get rid of acne like we always think about how negative thoughts when you have a negative thought or you're fucking stressed you have these like you know a lot of for me i have like pimples or acne right have skin defects yeah because because of the negative thoughts that you have but people don't think about the inverse of that which is if you do if you were to fill your mind with positive thoughts and and thoughts that would clear up a lot of negativity that you have it can actually do the reverse which is get rid of the pimples or the acnes or some of the defects that you may have uh, but we always like to focus on the negative side usually, right? So like, I think at a far level, like psychodermatology is like one aspect of how much your mind can actually do. But I, I agree with you. You said you have this. Uh, I'll, I'll show this book. This is like a, a book that uh, relates to what you're talking about right now. Activate your brain. Activate it's your all brain. about like how, how just thinking positive thoughts like actually changes your brain chemistry huh. and that how like that, can really help with day-to-day life like you know even the smallest things um there was a a video we watched where people use the power of placebo like to they like took a couple kids who had like one of the kid had really crazy like adhd another kid had had like she had like kind of a skin problem or something it would like pick at her skin a ton like it was really bad and they they did an experiment. A, they like put them in like a, a cat scan machine and they were like, that did nothing. And they didn't like tell the kids like, oh, this is going to, you know, this machine will cure it. But they were like, we're going to put you in and using the power of your mind, this, you know, this is going to cure whatever the thing is, you know, and took the kids in and, and did it like every week. And we're like, yeah, you know, push them into the the cat scan. It did absolutely nothing except make the kid believe that there was something happening that was going to fix whatever was wrong with them. And like all them saw improvement, like the girl, you know, a month later was like, yeah, I'd barely pick at my skin anymore. The kid who had the crazy ADHD was like way more calm and mellow. And like, it was literally just a placebo effect of like, Mm. you know, them telling themselves like, okay, I'm going to get better. You know, this is something's happening. That's going to make me not do this anymore. And it like totally worked. Like that's crazy. I think that like it was just their minds, you know, made it happen. I think sure. that like fake it till you make it is the worst, the worst <laughs> advice. You know, like that's that's like the perfect uh, example of how like you have to believe it for it to work. You know, like right there where it's like mm-hmm. these kids thought it was actually true. They they didn't and they they weren't telling themselves like that they're faking it to me. You know, like they were like. Okay, this machine, yeah, it's a magical machine. It'll cure my thing, you know. Like, 
if you if you act you have to like trick your if you're if you're in the fake yourself till you make it or fake it till you make it kind of category you have to like trick yourself trick yourself till you you know like you have to just like you have to like trick your mind that you're you actually believe it you can't like be like i'm faking it believe till you achieve <laughs> believe till you achieve, achieve. yeah uh, but also you. put it <laughs> <laughs> yeah man there, there's so much we just don't understand about the mind and the brain and I, I think we're just like in the surface of i don't know if you guys saw elon musk's Neuralink mm-hmm. presentation of what that's he's gonna, gonna go do down with that company that's gotta be did like you guys the see the uh the the, the, the live streaming i mm-hmm. did not did you watch it? it the one with the pigs and like the everyone the whole group yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and with scientists it's crazy to see all the people behind the tesla project and especially like this one because it's more medical than uh like the tesla cars and everything it's yeah. crazy everything he's doing he's like space mind cars like it's <laughs> <laughs> like next like robotic limbs <laughs> yeah yeah you ever, if you ever feel tired or unmotivated i mean that's that's one guy to look at right just like that's the you gotta third do and shit. fourth arm you need an extra pair of arms <laughs> that's gonna happen seriously man yeah i mean it, what they're saying is it's gonna create two classes of humans like superhumans that have the ability uh to to learn anything like that and research and do equations calculus equations in your mind that like a computer can do and then there's going to be regular humans and it's only going to further gap the the rich who are going to be able to be able to afford something like this and the the poorer people so it's it's a it's like there's always a double-edged sword when it comes to these new advancements in technology right and this is certainly like an ethical problem that people are discussing as well uh, yeah. we don't we don't got the answers to that <laughs> oh, that's why i was bringing you guys on here <laughs> and the world at, is <laughs> it's, yeah, stressful. it's a crazy it's time man evolution i mean it's just like every i mean when you think about evolution it's just like there's all these different types of evolution there's where like eventually it leads to divergent evolution right where it's just basically a species splits into different races you know like mm-hmm. that over like you know tons of time but mm-hmm. like that's kind of just like a path of evolution is like they, they grow together or they can split apart and like and it also seems like just like as time goes on things are just like splitting apart more and more yeah. like people's and like with the i just watched the social dilemma and it's kind of talking about that how like um everyone's like individualized timeline is kind of like pushing them further down a branch and like no depending on whatever that that tangent is it's like everyone's just kind of growing in different ways and have has a different incomplete version of their universe and it's not we don't all have like the same kind of idea of what is going on i don't know it's 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 a crazy crazy. world and it's like it's as one person (laughs) it just feels like what do I, I, I just make pretty music i guess i'll try to make people happy but like this is crazy man i, I mean it, it's it's tough man i mean especially with what you guys are doing i mean how how do you guys balance you know the balancing like your life and 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 having time for relationships and friends and people you care about and working on yourself and balancing that with like managing social media your audience and the work that you guys are doing just a lot of crazy things that are happening so how how do you guys balance that i mean the the plus side is definitely that 
we love it so it doesn't feel like it's work you know it's like we genuinely enjoy making music and and you know doing meeting these people yeah mm-hmm. but it is, it is kind of tough when so you know your your deep love and passion for something sometimes like takes you, over your whole ta- life. yeah it takes over your whole life not not because yeah. it it has to and someone's forcing you like you know no one's sitting here saying sit at the computer for 10 hours today and work on music but it's yourself and your personal drive that's telling you like no, I, I gotta, I gotta keep working. I gotta keep, you know, improving. So it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it, it's like, you kind of just learn as you go, how to, how to manage the time. I don't know. I, I, I definitely don't balance. I just, I just work, you know, like <laughs> everyone tells me like, yo, you like never answer your phone. I'm like, sorry, I'm just like, focused. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I can't look at that thing. That's going to stress me out. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Also I especially- like I have, I have such a tough time, like even, even like watching a movie sometimes just like I get, I'll get like halfway through a movie and be like, I feel like I'm not doing anything. I'm like not being productive. <laughs> like I get like, you know, or, or even like hyper American or like mindset. even, even like going out to like the beach for a day. It's like, I'll get, I'll be out there and then halfway through being there, I'll They're be like, just hanging at the beach. But yeah, I'll be like, damn, I, I feel like I, I feel unproductive. I feel like I'm not doing anything. But then, but then, you know, you come back home and you you feel extra like motivated to do something and, yeah. and activated, or you might yeah. be inspired by that experience. Like it's, sometimes it's I need good to get to past have that, that like overflow of like, oh, I want to do that productive stuff. You know, like I feel like taking a break and like focusing on other stuff until you're like overflowing. Like, oh, let's get back to it. Then like the best stuff happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. But yeah. it, but it is hard when when we're just like so constantly focused on like growing and like learning something new and being better. And like, it's just kind of, yeah, that, that kind of drive and that kind of like, what do I need next? Or what, what, where, what, you know, that kind of constant question is always, always there. For sure. Uh, Especially with what you guys do, it's like creativity. You guys might have ideas at middle of the night or what you guys are taking a shower at the beach. And it just kind of like, it never, ends right it never turns off i imagine it's always going even if you're trying to take a break you're probably gonna come up with a new idea that you want to rush yeah. to the studio and, and try to build if and if you're inspired by something or have an idea it's like that there's that energy is like precious you know you can't just like you know be like all right well i'll, I'll, I'll remember later. that later <laughs> you know you gotta yeah, at least at the very least write it down or draw it or, or sing something real quick and, and get it out because you're you're not gonna as much as you might tell yourself, I'll remember this in two hours when I get home or something like that, nah. it's not going to be the same or yeah. you just won't remember it. you got to yeah. get something out. Yeah. Yeah. You have to write something down. I mean, same thing with reading. I oftentimes feel that there's this thing called like just in time reading, which is you oftentimes read, you want to read things that are directly applicable, something that you can directly apply in your life or else it's just not going to be as memorable because what you put into practice immediately is what gets retention in your brains. So like, like whatever I'm interested in that day. And then I find that that like sticks better than like back in when I was like reading books for school and they were like, read this, these two chapters. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's tough. It's tough. But, uh, well, the good news with all this guys is robots are not going to take, any DJs or any creative jobs. So oh, definitely not. That'll, that'll yeah, take you guys are safe for a while. <laughs> but, but 
Well, once they have the AI or some sort of functional thing, like it'll just be exponentially growing faster than than we could, and, yeah. and human could. So, like at a at a certain point, it's going to reach that that point. Oh God! It, it's, at a point, it's going to reach that point. <laughs> yeah, at a point. At a point. They're going to be they're going to be able to make music like they're going to. You can like funnel in like the top charts, like the top ten, and they'll say, "Here's another one." Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, so, did, you, did you guys listen to Elon Musk's uh, single that came out? Yeah, I did. Don't doubt I, your vibe. Oh, don't wait, doubt yeah, your don't vibe. Doubt. Dude, I loved it. It was, it was great. Like, we listened it was to it. We listened to it. And I was like, I feel like I'm driving in like my in a Tesla right now down like a nighttime <laughs> highway. And <laughs> dude, what like, if he used like an AI robot to make that song and nobody knows no. it? <laughs> that, would, that would be awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I, I want to be uh, respectful of your time as well. It was it was awesome chatting. Um, yeah, do you guys good. have anything to plug, to promote, or anything like that that's coming up? I know you've got some tours coming in. Yeah, we're, we're putting out a beat tape, uh, a mixtape next week on uh, on Friday called Candy. It's our second. It's Candy 2. Nice. Our second Candy. We got a song with Coin coming out uh, later in the month of October. I don't know when this is all going to air, but... At some point in October, song with Coin, going on tour next year if everything's you know good, tour scheduled and but yeah, just making yeah. a ton of music right now. So expect uh, expect a good amount of music from us um, until we go back on tour. Love it. Can't wait, guys. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. I really appreciate it. Of course, thank you, man. It's been thank fun. You. Thanks for making it all the way to the end of the show. Hope you really enjoyed our guest today and that you took one thing valuable from our conversation. If you haven't already, I would love it if you could leave a quick rating or review on whichever network you're listening to the show and share this episode with one friend if you found it valuable. And if it's something that a friend, a family member, or just someone that you care about could find a little bit of insight from what you learned today. All right. Ciao.